Make Money Mondays, this is where we look at other people's money and we ask deep and meaningful questions all about their life and about their money. And tonight it is the jazz artist, uh, Tandian Tuli, who is our guest, the jazz musician. Uh, she studied jazz, she studied music, she is a person who's celebrating her 33rd birthday. It is 33, isn't it, Tandy? 33 on Thursday? <laughs> Are we? Are you with us? I can hear Tony wants to be with us, and that's lovely. Um, I am. I'm here. Can you hear there me? There you are. Excellent. Now we can. Oh, there we go. Sorry. I just brought that, my that, mic a little bit closer. Sorry about that. Thank you for doing that. You know, microphones are a tricky thing, but as a jazz musician, you know this. I'm 33 on Thursday, is it? <laughs> yes, that is true. 33 this Thursday. <sighs> How exciting. It's been a busy it's been a busy 33 years, hasn't it? I mean from I think you discovered music sort of uh, properly uh, because you wanted to play music from the age of 4. I mean you've been doing this an awfully yes. long time. I have. That's about uh, 29 years now, which is crazy. Um it doesn't feel like it. It just feels I, I constantly feel like I have so much to learn. So uh I'm glad that I have that feeling about music, you know, that I haven't gotten to a point where I feel like I know everything there is to know. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think you've got music in your genes. You had an uncle who was, uh, who was also a musician. I mean, were you that kid who sort of reached up to the piano keyboard and just bashed the keys? Or did you have a slightly more finessed uh, introduction to, to music? Were you always sensitive to the fact that this was something that you, you intuitively knew and understood? No. So I think I was the complete opposite. I was... I was really into sports when I was younger um, and I also loved playing outside. So music was kind of that thing that always used to stop me from being with my friends and all that kind of um, thing that you enjoy as a child. But I did uh, always uh, get given the ultimatum from my mother when I wasn't practicing (laughs) the piano. She would say, look, if you don't want to do this thing, you can say now. And then I would always, you know, get my act together and practice. So I think the love was there, but it wasn't necessarily um, the the first love because I really loved sports. I, I used to swim. Uh, I used to play netball as well. Um, and I just loved being with people. And um, anyone who's ever played an instrument knows that there's a lot of lonely time in learning to play an instrument, a lot of lonely time. I, 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 so, so uh, I feel so much for kids who are learning to play music now because especially, you know, I mean, you can do piano in a group and you can you, know, you could do various instruments where you, but wind instruments, for example, there are no sort of ensembles of kids doing music together yes. um, because yes. you could have blow out and the blow out, you, you yes. know, expel air from your lungs and if you're expelling air from your lungs, you could be expelling coronavirus. And so kids are having to learn Remotely or not learn mm-hmm. at all at the moment. I mean, there's a huge amount of yes. damage, I think, being done to potential child prodigies. I think so. And I, I honestly think that, you know, it's not it's not the most enjoyable journey, but I think it is really something that benefits all people. I, I would love to live in a world where everyone learned how to play an instrument, even if they didn't make a profession out of it. Why? I mean, it's hard. And I think that's why mm. so few people do it. And it takes extraordinary levels of commitment as well. Because I think people, mm-hmm. nobody's ever not, who's ever not learned an instrument can really appreciate just how many hours mm-hmm. of plotting it takes. It's a, it's a huge leap. <laughs> 
it is and it, I, I think more than anything it, it teaches life skills you know I've I've been grateful to never have really had issues with discipline. Um, I mean, there'll be times where I feel lazy or whatever, but when I have to get something done, it's it's quite an easy thing for me to get my head around it and get to the job. And I think that comes from having to uh, practice quite often, even if I didn't want to as a child. So I think that's a valuable skill. And scales. I mean, who wants to do scales all their lives? But, you know, you, but, but, but even I'm sure even now you sit down and before you play anything, you just you warm your fingers up. You get your brain in gear yes. with scales. I mean, it's yeah. an instinctual thing, and they're just and scales yeah. are lovely, but not if you're twelve. <laughs> not if you're twelve. Definitely not when you're four. Um, but you know, any anything that you do, if you are. Um, trying to get to somewhere, I think most of the stuff that you do actually is not enjoyable. Uh, so I think even with sports people, you know, as much as you may enjoy swimming, there might be a huge amount of the training leading up to being in the pool that is really tedious and boring and just, you know, want you, wanting, making you want to pull your hair out of your skull type thing. Um, but yeah. Um, everyone starts. Sort of, you, you, you're, you're a piano aficionado. Um, did you start on piano? Did you diversify at all? Do you, do you play multiple instruments? Is piano the core instrument? What, what, explain that to me. Yes, piano is my core instrument, and it's still the instrument that I write mostly with now and perform with. Um, my first album, I didn't really sing much, but I started singing a lot more, and. Um, have since been working on my voice as an instrument. So um, there's that. I dabble very, very basically with the guitar. Um, it's more a hobby. And it's also, uh, it's a cool way to write because I find if I'm using a different instrument, particularly one that I'm not good at, it forces me to to write very differently. So... Um, I'd say I've been watching videos of you all day. I've not prepared anything else on the show today. I've been watching you on YouTube. And I just love how you're jamming and you're chatting and you're practicing and you make mistakes and you laugh them off. Uh, But you see, (laughs) I mean, like a paddler is with a canoe or like a golfer is with a golf club. You're attached to that piano Mm -hmm. as if it's almost an extension of yourself. You're very comfortable navigating this very complicated instrument. I definitely am. And um, my, my, my piano teacher, when I was growing up, I had an amazing teacher. Um, she always used to tell me that, uh, you know, the note must always come from your heart through your arm and onto the hand, onto the keys. So uh, she made it a very um, deliberate practice for me to think about uh, my body and the emotions. Uh, I never kind of felt detached from the instrument. I always put uh, everything into what I play. And I think making me aware of that, even if I was young, making me aware of that always made me very deliberate about uh, centering myself and being em- emotionally present when I perform. So I think that's where it comes from. I mean, everyone learns classic first and it's like, you know, plink, plonk, plonk, mm-hmm. and it's lovely and it's all in order. And then one day, <laughs> some people are lucky enough to discover jazz and suddenly... Mm-hmm. The world changes. What age were you mm-hmm. when that, that jazz bug bit? The jazz bug is actually quite a recent one. I um, discovered jazz um, consciously, I'd say, 
in my 19th year, that was the year after matric, when I met a gentleman who was actually improvising and I thought he was playing a song that he'd memorized. So I was like, oh, how did, what song is that? And he said, no, I'm actually just improvising. And I was gobsmacked, obviously, as a classical musician. I was like, mm. what do you mean you're improvising? Um, you know, but he explained to me that. Where's the book? Where the rules, damn it? Where the rules? I want where's to the see book? Rules. Who wrote those chords? How come you know what to play and why does it sound so good? Because, you know, I, I mean, I tried to improvise, but... I didn't have the tools, you know, when I was in high school. So it's, it didn't sound like that. Um, and that's when he told me that I should study jazz because I'd learn how to improvise and learn how to compose music through the skill of improvising. And that's what actually got me interested in jazz. You went to um, UCT. So it was recent. You went, mm, I went, you went to, to UCT, yes. And you did a Bachelor of Music in Jazz Performance, and the UCT Jazz Band is phenomenal. Um, you sing, yes. you play. Um, you've uh-huh. released your first album, The Offering, um, in yes. 2014. It was recognized and critically acclaimed in 2015. Metro FM said this was fabulous, and they know their stuff when it comes to, uh, to, to jazz. Um, did you make that first album yourself because it was just too hard to go via uh, a, music, a, a music publisher, or? did you choose to do it yourself just because you could? I think I did it myself because my peers around me, a lot of people were actually self-releasing. Um, and and the advice I had gotten from people was that, look, an album is sort of like a very expensive business card. It kind of puts out there what you're able to do um, and introduces you to uh, the world. So you may not necessarily ever feel like you're ready uh, because I always felt like oh, to approach labels you have to be ready and this and that and then they're going to tell you what to do so I kind of wanted the freedom but I also was just influenced by what a lot of my peers were doing at the time which was self-releasing um, and you self-released uh, to critical acclaim. In a moment, I want to find out from you uh, mm-hmm. all about money because jazz doesn't strike me in South Africa as being a big money spinner. It's beautiful music and it's got a very yeah. committed and dedicated audience, but it's not mass market as such, which surprises me Absolutely. because I think we've got quite a strong jazz culture. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. Tandy mm-hmm. Tuli is our guest. She is a jazz musician. Joining us more in a moment. The Money Show. Make Money Mondays. Tandy Tuli is a jazz musician and uh, she's with us on uh, The Money Show this evening. You've spent 29 of your 33 years disciplined, focused on music creation, and you can't get to the level that you've got to without extreme discipline. Are you that disciplined when it comes to managing the Intuli money? I have had to learn to be. So I think initially... <laughs> um, when I was younger, when I started doing gigs, I wasn't so deliberate about how I spend my money. But, um, I mean, you mentioned before the break that jazz is not uh, a high-in-demand um, art form. So I was in South, Af- in South Africa. And I, and I would have thought that jazz would in have Africa, yes. bigger and broader and deeper appeal. And it frustrates me that it doesn't, but it's the fact. Yeah, that is the fact. And I, I mean, I think um, I I just had to be aware that, okay, I want to do this. I, I want to live a good life. And so I need to figure out how to make sure that I can take care of my finances. Um, 
that was, I think, something that I did a lot of learning on. Uh, it didn't come naturally, um, but I did get a lot of advice um, by means of books and my brother, who's a financial advisor. Useful, um, useful family skills. Very, very, very useful, very useful. Um, Is he quite boring? So I think... Not at all, actually. Yeah, I'm just checking because a lot of financial advisors are quite dull and then they go to parties and they start telling people how to manage their money and suddenly there's this like COVID gap between them and everyone else as everyone else goes, oh. uh, I wish I could tell him that right now. I'm joking, I'm joking of course. <laughs> no, I know. He'd be amused though. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's useful having a, a brother as a financial advisor, but do you let him manage Absolutely. your money? Um, or do yes. you... Do you keep it sort of the, the, that family aspect separate? No, so I do actually um, get he. I get uh, financial advice from his company, um, and he gives me advice. He manages certain um, investment accounts that I have. Um, obviously, he doesn't force me to do things that he advises on. Um, he gives me advice, and then I make a decision on what he's advised. But it also helps that I get the advice and just do a little bit of my own learning on the side so that I don't, uh, I'm not necessarily just taking orders, you know. Um, it's, I think it's an important element uh, to whatever you do, to learn the business side of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, to, I think it, it's, I, I think just like music, I think learning about money should be a life skill, how money works, how to, how to use it, how to be prudent. Um, so, yeah, definitely I think the discipline has helped, but it's not something that I had on the onset. You know, I think when I was in my 20s earning from music, it was like, woohoo, I'm, I'm getting money that I'm not getting from my parents and it felt great. But um, over time I've had to learn that, you know, you need to save, you need to uh, put money away for your future, et cetera, et cetera. Musicians have got a bit of a wild reputation. Have you, have you got a wild side that um, you, you're happy to, to spend money on? Hmm. I don't think I have a wild side necessarily. I mean, I think there are things that I, I do like to indulge in. Like I have a, a a difficulty to walk past a book that I feel I want to buy. Um, and a lot of the times these books like just stack up on my shelf. <laughs> and I, 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 I tried at some point to say, okay, I'm not going to buy a book until I've at least finished another book that I've been reading because sometimes I'll be reading a few books at a time. Um, there's that. I, I, I also love buying health things. You know, if I'm like, uh, you know, with all these health foods and there's matcha tea or moringa powder and I try this and that. So I also have to manage that as well because I think it is possible to overindulge in that area as well. Musical um, instruments. Generally, do, you, do you spend big money on your the tools of your trade? Have you got like a Steinway piano? What, 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 I what, wish what I had a Steinway piano. <laughs> Steinway piano is about a million rand. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you no, can't take it to gigs. It's, it's, it's very big no, and heavy. It's awkward. No, it's big and heavy. It stays in one place. and it's. Um, but I, I think one day I will get one. I definitely do think so. Um, I I do spend on instruments, gadgets, microphones, recording equipment, music software a lot. Um, that part of 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 music 
does get a bit expensive, but it really is useful. It's like, I don't even see it as an expense. I see it more as an investment because, you know, with the software, it's creating music and it's um, helping me earn an income as well. Now, in lockdown, has been so awful and so difficult for people in in, in the arts. Um, you've really been restricted in terms of what you could and couldn't do. How have you held up during this time? Um, I've I've been really fortunate to get some work uh, as on as a composer. Um, I've written. There's a there's a there's an exhibition that's currently on called Inflorescence. It's um, it's commissioned by a British com- composer who chose 10 composers around the world to write um, a one-minute piece in, in, within a theme that he gave all of us. And it's been exhibited digitally for the past, well, from August and ending in October. Um, and then I've also, I'm also currently working on a theatre production, on music for a theatre production. Um, so I've been lucky to get work in other areas of what I do, not the live performance so much, but in composing. And I've been brushing up my skills as a composer um, because as you mentioned, I studied jazz performance. So I really wanted to um, study composition this year and I never got to that, but I have been learning a little bit here and there through YouTube uh, videos and courses here and there. Um, so it's, I, I have been busy in that sense in terms of brushing up another skill that I'd really like to get better at. Uh, and I mean, do you miss audiences? I mean, there's, there's something quite special um, about the audience and having that feedback loop and seeing the anticipation, seeing uh, the joy on people's faces. I absolutely miss audiences, and which is pro- probably one of the biggest reasons I've I've kind of laid low on the online streaming um, alternatives for live performance because it's just not the same. And I think um, one of the very, very, very underrated things in this country is how amazing our audiences are. I think we've got some of the most special audiences who give so much feedback, um, who really, really love the music. I remember last year, um, September, when we were performing with the Jazz at the Lincoln Center Orchestra at the Joy of Jazz. One of the trumpeters in the orchestra was in tears afterwards because he had never experienced such a warm audience. Um, so I really think we have special... Just missing audiences, but also just really missing the, the South African audiences a lot. I hope that you get... To face them soon, Tandy and Tuli. I really do, uh, because we'd like Thank to you also so just sit and have a little drink with a bunch of other people and all enjoy the jazz together, because that would be lovely. Tandy and Tuli, jazz musician, uh, and uh, she is an absolute star, and she's a magnificent performer. If you've not come across her music before, I sincerely suggest you play a little bit of Google this evening.